Hey guys, this is Tina Recklage, and you're listening to the Grow and Go podcast, the show about growing, challenging, and encouraging each other to dig deeper than the social norms. Let's grow and go together. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Grow and Go podcast. I am so pumped for this week's episode because I have not one, but two guests on this episode, and it's going to be dope. Um, I have two of my friends on here, Peyton and Mia Leone. They are sisters. They are two of my closest friends and two people I love so much. Um, I had the privilege of working beside both of them in youth ministry, uh, worship ministry, and just overall walks of life. We are really close friends, and we hang out almost every every month. We always find some way to catch up, and this was one of those times, and so I thought, hey, why don't we have an awesome conversation that we've been talking about for a year, and it's how to love people without an agenda, and this is something that I think is like one of the main reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because when we love people without an agenda, it gets us not from loving them because we have to, but loving them because we get to. Um, and I think that's one of the awesome things about talking about this and relating to who God thinks of us because he doesn't have to love us. He gets to love us. He wants to love us. So I don't want to take any more time away because this conversation was so awesome. Every time I listen to it, I find some little nugget of wisdom that I always like he didn't hear the first time, didn't hear the second time. And I think overall, this conversation is really going to bless you. And I think it's really going to benefit um, just the way we love people, the way we love people without an agenda. So I don't want to take any more time. Here's the conversation that we had. Dear Heavenly Father. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we got to do an embarrassing story. Oh, by the dawn. We got to do an embarrassing story. We all do. We all, all okay, three of us. I guess. Do no, we okay. didn't start it yet. So I dated right. this guy. <laughs> okay, so embarrassing story of the week. Peyton, you're first. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> you, bro. You definitely have some. I don't even know. I see. I don't mm. really. I blocked them all out. Mia, can you? I'm trying to recall one. Yeah, I feel like I have so many, but mm. because I have so many that people just don't, like, like, think about them. Well, I can go first while you're thinking, if you yeah, like. Yeah, that'd be Do great. It. Okay, so this past weekend, I was at a winter retreat in Jones, Michigan, and I decided to buy a hammock because I really wanted one for the summer for college, like a cute hammock, you know? But it's winter, <laughs> obviously, so there's nowhere to hang up a hammock. Right. So I went back to the cabin. There were bunk beds, and they were, like, made out of steel. And I hang up the hammock. I like stringing. So one bunk bed was like vertical like this. And then the other one was like horizontal like that. So I tied them to each other. And I was chilling, you know? Yeah. I was laying there. I was having a good time. Well, so how it laid out was the bunk bed on the right side had two girls in it. So I was fine. The bunk bed on the left side had two girls. But they were both on the bottom bunk. So it was fine because the weight was even. But both of the girls on that bottom bunk decided to get up at the same time. <laughs> so the weight was suddenly really off balance. And the next thing I knew, this steel bunk bed was oh, just no. tipping no. over onto my hammock. It's the amount of fear that your just life flashed before your eyes. In the form of a steel bunk bed. It was atrocious. <laughs> did you fall on the floor then? I did. I did. In was the hammock okay? <laughs> is okay okay i'm glad for your concern but everyone like rushed to the side like um there was a guy that was in our cabin and he like dove in front and like caught it while it was like it like hit me in the head but it didn't crush me completely and so for the rest of the day i was like a little off balance yeah later that day i was playing air hockey with my friend completely missing the puck like eight inches every time oh my gosh story goes on (laughs) two All right, Peyton, your turn. I don't even, I don't sucks. even know I even, how to top that. It's, like, it's funny because we didn't even know that story. That you, <laughs> like you just came back from camp. and you just, This happened like a day ago. Oh, man. We, we said, me, how's camp? And hit record. And that's what happened. Oh, man. I really, I, I don't even know mm. where to begin. I don't know. Like, what's, what? 
remember that um that game night with Jake? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um this throws it back to my senior year of high school. Um if my first boyfriend is hearing this, uh don't think you ever would, but like sorry. Uh <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> I was dating a guy at this time and he invited me over to his house to go like play like board games or whatever and it was gonna be really fun and he's like hey uh, my friend is over right now so if you want you can bring your sister and it'll be really fun and the four of us can like hang out and play board games and his sister said yes and <laughs> which is you which is yeah. me <laughs> okay, and so my sister which is mia who is sitting across from me right now was a homie and said yeah because yeah just you know extra clarity, clarity yeah gotcha. um, so we we're on the way clarity. there and we get a text from this guy and he was like yeah so my friend decided he had to go so it was me it was Peyton, and her boyfriend <laughs> and, in the and, house. and my boyfriend's dad and her boyfriend's dad <laughs> and so it led to me absolutely whooping all of them in scrabble well no you have to give some more background to this whose story. embarrassing story is this yours or <laughs> this, hers? Is, this is definitely Peyton's. Okay. Well, well, why I mean, are you telling it because you're forgetting the most important details that the power was going in and out, so we couldn't watch a movie. Oh. So we were stuck playing board games with us, <laughs> the boyfriend, and their dad. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was going to say, he's not the type to ever just, like, want to sit and play Scrabble, so, I, yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. Um, but anyway, So the power was going in and out. Yeah. Moral okay. of the story, I am the ultimate homie. You really, you, <laughs> she really was in that moment, uh... Yeah, so thanks, Because who would have been the third wheel if it was just you, your boyfriend, and his dad? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. his dad and the son already knew each other, and then there's you and the boyfriend, you know, like... Yeah. No, well, I knew, I knew my boyfriend. <laughs> so basically, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was a weird yeah, time. Yeah, helped you out. <laughs> <laughs> you came in clutch. <laughs> All right, Tanner. Uh, oh, shoot. Okay, so mine was... Um, dude, okay, you so... way too many to I, not come up I with I know, one. literally. <laughs> um, so... This happened, like, actually, this came on my, like, Snapchat memories, like, yesterday. So a year ago, yesterday, <laughs> um, I was trying to impress Logan, my brother, and my brother-in-law, Chad, um, with, with this box of cigars I had. And so I was like, hey, you know, my sister and my mom, everybody left, and I was like, hey, guys. I got this box of cigars. Like, let's smoke a couple, you know? Like, I wanted to impress them. And so I got the box of cigars out. I like, put it on the table. I open it up. I have, like, the little clippers for it, too. And I'm like, here, I got a lighter for you guys, too. And so we're all outside smoking these cigars. And uh, it's, like, my first time smoking with them ever. And Logan and, and Chad obviously have had cigar stuff before, right? Or, like, you know, have smoked before. Yeah. And, uh, and so it was funny because then I'm, like, like inhaling this cigar and then all of a sudden like i like breathe in and it like went in my lungs and if like you know like you're not supposed oh, to like inhale cigar oh. right so all of a sudden i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and like i start like freaking out cough wise oh and so then i'm like guys i need to lay down <laughs> and i was like the whole time i was trying to impress them I'm, like hey like i'm Classic. the cool brother that has the cigars and all of a sudden i just start like <laughs> Like, and I had to lay down for, like, three hours. And I was so embarrassed. And, like, Logan comes up in my room and is like, hey, dude, you okay? I'm like, I was just, and I was, like, crying because I'm like, I just wanted to impress you. <laughs> You're like, can I have a juice box? Can you give, can you give me some Tylenol? Yeah. Um, so it was bad. And I haven't smoked a cigar since. <laughs> what would you do with the rest of the cigars? It's still in my box. <laughs> So <laughs> that's how Just it sitting went. there reminding you daily of daily of my you mistake. Made. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> go back to failures and final oh, <laughs> episode two. Oh, <laughs> okay, anyway. So for the next part of the podcast, we're all gonna smoke this. Cigar. We're all gonna smoke the cigar that I brought. <laughs> Your audience is so unimpressed. Yeah, they're right like, now. oh my gosh, I thought this was a Christian podcast. <laughs> all right, anyway. Okay, so. Thank you for sharing the embarrassing stories. That's the worst part of the show. <laughs> Great. But now we're on the topic of how to love people without an agenda, mm-hmm. which I like th- this conversation has been like pretty like we've had this conversation for like a year, yeah. you know, like, um, but I guess like for context to start it off, I wanted to ask, cause I was, I was asking Peyton this earlier, like you guys grew up in a Christian household, right? Mm-hmm. And like you guys have been to Christian school, like Peyton is in a Christian college, um, like, et cetera, like that. 
What do you think it's like, or what has like the world taught you in regards to like your Christian worldview about loving people the way God wants us to? Like, what has that looked like? Like, what have you done? What has been your mindset in regards to that? For me, at least, like growing up in a Christian school system, the biggest thing that like I caught on to the teachers was because they were very loving. They were very caring and like they really like were intentional about us, but it was completely out of obligation Mm. according to scripture as their interpretation of it. It's not, they didn't act like it was because they wanted to or because they were, like, reaching out to, like, kids who were, like, looking for, like, someone to, you know, like, emotionally attach themselves to. It was because they felt, like, obligated to because God loves us. So they're like, well, we have to now, which Mm. is obviously true. But I think that when it comes to loving people, there shouldn't always be, like, a reason why. Yeah. Mm. To piggyback off that, I think... I think it's very easy to view God's command to love others as a command. And I think very yeah. easily we do. But we we forget that it's like it's a privilege. Yeah, an yeah. opportunity. Like, I don't know, I, I say this to people a lot, but like I'm the kind of person that things things and people just matter to me. Like mm-hmm. I love to see the good in everyone and it's one of my greatest joys to like get to learn about new people and it just I don't know. It's so awesome, and there's so much good in people to be found. And I think when we view God's command to love as a command rather than an opportunity or an honor, then we yeah. miss the point completely. Yeah. yeah. Has that always been, like, something that, like, you always had that thought of, like, I'm going to love people because I get to? Or, like... I... Because obviously, like, we all have people in our lives who are kind of annoying, right? Yeah. And, like, I can think of, like, five on the top <laughs> yeah. of my head right now, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, like, well, because I have to. Right. Yeah. But it's like uh, we have that mindset of like I want to love them, but at the same time, like I don't because they're annoying. And if I get close, then I'm just going to get annoyed, and then it'll become like a forced love. Yeah. So, like, have you always had that mentality of like I just want to love people because they're people, or yeah. has it always um, been like a? It is like it's like an an exercise thing for you. Like, do you find difficulty in that, or did you find ooh. difficulty getting to that point? I think it's the kind of thing. I don't know. Like a lot of things in my life, I feel like it just sort of happened and I just kind of rolled with it. Um, Like, as a little kid, I wasn't really good at relating to people. Like, I was super awkward. I was kind of socially inept, as Mia can vouch for. Yeah. Um, And, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just... I have to laugh at myself because I'm... I'm keeping that part in. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. Um, As a kid, I just didn't super, like, love who I was as a person because I didn't really... I didn't know how to reach out to people or make friends... And so I was left a lot of time feeling alone because I didn't really know how to reach out. And so as I got older and as I learned what it looked like to reach and to learn about people and to listen better, I realized I didn't ever want to leave somebody feeling alone because Mm. I just didn't see that they didn't know how to reach. And so, I don't know, it, it was hard because a lot of my life I did kind of feel sometimes a little bit alone. But because of that, I've learned that I don't ever want to make a person feel lonely like I want to be I want to be a friend to all yeah and so I think that as human beings we all have this natural driven drive for attention some greater than others but it's like we all we all want to feel noticed we all want to feel reached we all want to feel loved Mm -hmm. and I think that for people that grew up like with kind of a lack of that they like crave that even more yeah Mm -hmm. but they're like I've had it so many times in my life where it's like I felt that genuine love and then slowly as the years go on you can tell how much a person truly like is loving on you just because they want to by how long they stick by your side. Mm -hmm. I feel like a more shallow and inadequate kind of like loving on people like it'll very much like just you know run away at the first sign of trouble or it's like when Mm -hmm. something happens and it's like they're suddenly not there for you anymore. Yeah. So. Yeah. Have you ever, like, questioned, like, your own, like, motives in regards to, like, mm. <clears throat> if you genuinely love people or if you love people because of, uh, like, you like you want to come. Like, obviously, like, there's people that, like, I see at church on Sunday mm-hmm. who are, like, I'll go up to them. I'll make small talk. I'll talk to them. Like, I'll say I love them, but at the end of the day, do I, like, care enough to, like, reach out to them outside of church, yeah. outside of seeing them out of, a pro- out of a, like, an obligation? Yeah. Do you ever, like, find yourself, like like questioning like do I actually love this person or am I loving them for the sake of you know 
I think that if you have to question that about a specific person, that kind of shows what kind of love you're displaying to that person. Right. Because I feel like if it's a genuine love, it shouldn't be something that you're asking yourself. But I've also had to face both of those cases. For me, um, I very like quickly can slip into like a prideful mindset, or it's like mm. I'm loving this person because I want to see other people witness that, and I want to see Ooh. like just it's very convicting about how I want. Other you want to be perceived as something. As someone that's loving rather right. than like someone who just sits in the background and loves deeply and loves hard but loves quietly. Right. Mm. Yeah, because loving people isn't always – it doesn't have to be loud. Yeah. Like that's – dude, like spot on mm. exactly what I struggle with too. Of Like I want to be perceived as someone who's loving, someone who would be like, oh, my gosh, Tanner is like – you know, he loves everyone. Like, yeah. you know, my Instagram bio is like love God, love people. But like how often am I actually loving people yeah. for the sake of, hey, like – just because you are a person and Mm -hmm. like I love you regardless if I agree with you or regardless if you're annoying or not like that is something that's just I don't know Pete do you like relate to that too or like yeah I think I don't know I'm I think because I'm so quick to just be like oh everything is so good and so fun I just kind of think that about the way I love people but there have been times when I've really sat down I'm like okay I say I love this person because I see a lot of good in them and because like I like like I like to have fun with them and it's a good time but like okay what like what more than that like Hmm. there's more I think there's more to loving people than making them happy and you making and them making you happy yeah and I think that's what shows like real real love is when you're not necessarily happy like and you're carrying each other and you see growth and you wrestle with things True love is very, <clears throat> this isn't just like romantic, but in relationships and friendships and family yeah. settings, love is selfless. Mm-hmm. Love is doing something for another person out of complete inconvenience for yourself because it conveniences them and that's what it's all about. Right. And I think that the way to truly love people is that that looks different for every individual. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no like patterned way that works for everyone on how to make someone feel loved because I mean, like, I don't know if, like... Because there's five love languages, Exactly, too, right? yeah. I was just going to bring love that up. Those. I don't know what your love languages are, but mine is quality time and words of affirmation, right. whereas Peyton's could be, like, physical touch and acts of service. So it's like... Mine could be gifts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Here's my Get me stuff. Get me stuff, and we're good. We are. My first is words of affirmation, and I'm tied with quality time. Okay. That makes sense now. I'm, like, 60-40, but... Um, uh. Anyway, so it's... Uh, I numbers was actually, are numbers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> but um, I was just talking about this with Peyton in kind of regards to the way that our parents love each other, like have recently like mm. uh, reached out and tried to love each other. Mm. Um, and one person could be giving all of the love that they have in the way that they like to be perceived. But if that person doesn't receive it in the same way, mm. they're going to feel absolutely nothing. Right. Because there's no communication between that. Yeah. Oh. And, like, it's so funny how, like, the way that we want to be loved, we automatically get in this mindset of, like, oh, that's the way other people like to be loved, too. Yeah. Like, that's I love – I'm yeah. a words guy. Like, I love encouragement. Like, tell me, you know, tell me, like – Give you compliments. Give me compliments. Tell me, like, <laughs> that I'm worth – you know, I'm worthy and that – you know, different things like that. And I could easily pass on that encouragement to, like, Peyton. Say, Peyton, like, I just want yeah. – you know, like – love you, love your heart, blah, blah, blah. And she could just see that as like, oh, thanks, but not like, that's not the way but if you're not you love like, me. Right, and right. If her top one is quality time. If you're not like putting that time into like being there with her, like crying with her, rejoicing with her, it's yeah. Like yeah. she's not going to feel that. No matter how much you might say that to her, she's not going to receive it if right. that's not the way that she can. Not everybody needs to be encouraged. And I know? see this play out like with my other love languages. Like, like for example, like my third one is like, physical touch like if you're wait like how was I going for this oh like I like I love hugs I love like I'm just a touchy-feely person I love like just hugging my friends and like cool stuff like that but if you come up to me and then hug me and just like leave and you don't want to spend any time with me I'm like oh it's it's about the balance in each other excuse me and one thing that I've noticed too is like 
mine tend to like flip flop based in the mood that I'm in. Ooh. Like if I am, if like I'm upset and really saddened, I do not want to be touched. I don't want to be hugged. Amen. I don't want to be held. But I need someone to still be there, spending that quality time with me, affirming me, like you are doing the right thing. Right. You are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. But like when I'm rejoicing and when I'm happy and I'm a really good mood, I'll give you a high five. I'll give you a hug. Like whatever. Like yeah. that's when my physical touch can like really like um, excel. So, mm-hmm. and I think that. One thing that I've really like am proud of that I've gotten to learn is like how to read people mm. because yeah. if you completely like read somebody the wrong way, it'll just throw off everything that you're trying to give yeah. like yeah. in regards to loving them. So mm-hmm. I see like a theme too in this conversation of like key loving other people is also recognizing how we love ourselves too. Mm-hmm. And like obviously like I said earlier, like I need in- words of encouragement and mm-hmm. I need quality time. I need physical touch. I need gifts. Um, but like, <laughs> give me presents. <laughs> give me a pre- give me an iPad, and we're good. No, but, Apple Watch. <laughs> new Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I fixed my Apple Watch. I broke <laughs> my Apple Watch. Fell on the floor like two weeks ago. Completely smashed, and I had to pay a couple hundred out of pocket, and it sucked. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where like the reason like I once heard a quote that was like in order to love people, we need to love ourselves first. Mm-hmm. And like, we can't love people and hope that we love ourselves along the way. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. we have to have that firm foundation, firm foundation of like, I have to have an appreciation for who I am before mm-hmm. I can appreciate who other people are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like going back into that theme of like loving people mm-hmm. and like, obviously we need to love ourselves first. Like that's the first central thing. And I don't think that can be like what other people do for us, but like, where do we find our identity? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do we, like, take what who we are mm-hmm. and then apply it to, like, who God says they are? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because mm-hmm. obviously annoying people are annoying people, but annoying people at the end of the day are still God's children. Annoying yeah. people are still made in the image of God. Yeah. yeah. So I think that for me, um, well, like you were saying, you obviously can't pour from an empty cup. So you need to constantly yeah. be filling your, like, it's an input-output kind of thing. Like, if you remember that from elementary math or whatever. But it's like, as you're pouring into other people, you need to be pouring into yourself equally or maybe even a bit more depending on um, whatever season you're in but I think that in regards to loving people we are called to because everyone is God's is made in God God's image they are God's children they are God's creation um so just like doing that out of respect for our Lord is my biggest thing so yeah Mm -hmm. um to piggyback off that I think like it's also important to not like ask more of yourself than you're able to give Mm. like I I will tire myself out running to the ends of the earth caring for people because I just I love people that much but I can't always ask myself to do that and like not be filling myself up and like one thing that I've realized is like sometimes there are times when you have to say no to fill yourself so that you can be able to fill someone up for the next time Mm. and like I always feel really guilty saying no to things like when people need help from me but I think an important part of loving is having the healthy boundary mm. and the ability to say no. Yeah. So say no to like like if you like if you are feeling empty and you're like okay there's nothing that I can give right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's better and more Wiser. right it's more right towards that person to say look I have nothing to give right now. Let me fill myself up so that I can help you better next time and then making good on that promise as well. Do you think that we have to give people love to like love them? No. I mean wait. What are you asking? I'm not you questioning asking? you. I no. think more so of like do you think like we have to be 100% like ready to love people all the time? No. I no. I think I think if you're not like I'm not I'm not saying like if you're having a bad day you should just shut the whole world out and not love people. Right. But if there is a point where you are genuinely feeling so empty that like it's going to be too much for you. Yeah. Right. If if that makes sense. Not yeah. that not that people or things are too much, but there are just times when like yeah, we can't give what other people deserve and if we are to give then it becomes almost wrong like, like because a chore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I never like I never want the way I love people to be a chore. Yeah, and I think sometimes I get so caught up in wanting to love them and being afraid to say no that I let it become a chore, and then I go and I do that thing that I said I'd do for them, but I'm running on empty, and so I can't right. I can't give as much to it as it deserves to be given. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. The chore too of like loving people, it's like I feel like you know Christian culture has kind of taken that like let's love people with like okay, that's part of the checklist mm-hmm. of being a follower. Yeah. But 
like you said earlier, it's like an opportunity. And yeah. like, we also need to like, we can't pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes to the point where like, we almost put like the way that we love people becomes so like twisted mm-hmm. and like, we don't love people because of who they are, but because of like, like Peyton, you mentioned this earlier to me of like, like, what can I give someone? Like people are looking for, people want to love people with the basis of like, what can they give me? Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think are like some things that you feel like if like someone is actually loving you from a perspective of like, what can you give me? What do you think are some of your qualities that people would say you can give me? Um, Did I word that right? I think yeah, so. Yeah, I get it. I think like, I don't know. I think one th- part of my personality that I have to offer is just, I would consider myself a very bright and joyful person. And I love that about myself. And I'm thankful that that's a gift that God has given me. But I think that there have been people in my life that have wanted to be my friend and have wanted to love me because they think, oh, that person's happy. Maybe that's where I'll find happiness. Mm. And maybe they don't recognize that or they don't realize it, but it can be a subconscious thing. And like, yeah, you're like, if you're trying to like love me to find happiness, you're not going to find it because you're only going to find that in God. And like, I've had like people before, like, I don't know. Yeah, I've just, I've had that happen before. And that gets tiring because then, like, if you're loving a person for that, you're going to start to idolize that. And then Mm. it's never going to be enough for you. Right. Because you're not just what gifts you have. Exactly. And on top of that, like, I'm only human. Yeah. Like. You're going to fail somebody at some point. Exactly. And I don't know, nothing. If you are expecting things of me that only God can give, I'm going to constantly disappoint you. Yeah. And not only is that going to be harmful to your heart, but, like, that's going to be harmful to my heart, you know? Because One thing that um, that I've really had to learn recently is that I don't have the qualities that everybody needs all the time. That there's, yeah. Like, especially um, mm. volunteering, like, in the youth ministry, like, there's some people that I want to pour into, but they're looking for a different quality that because of, like, the way that my personality is calibrated, I just simply can't provide for them. Right. Like, I consider myself to be an outgoing person and really passionate, but sometimes they might... And, like, I also consider myself to, like, get, be able to give wisdom and clarity, but sometimes I need, like, to just observe that and take that more quietly and, mm-hmm. you know, less intense. And a lot of times, like, I'm not capable of that, and I yeah. also, like, have difficulty mm-hmm. giving people compassion. That That's something that I've been really working mm-hmm. at lately, so... Yeah. I think that kind of understanding our place in the spiritual hierarchy is that, like, God is so much bigger than us. And he can provide so much more than we ever will be able to. Right. And it's, like, the gifts that you don't have that some people need. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, like, you can't teach a dog how to meow. You know, like, some dog, like, if you need, like, to hear a bark, go to a dog. Like, if you need to hear a meow, go to a cat. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like... But what's cool is, like, I know, that was such a stupid <laughs> illustration. If you need a burger, go to McDonald's. You're I like, need man, to hear me Man, right <laughs> if you want lettuce on a burger, don't go to McDonald's. Um, but it's true because, like, um, it's, it's true. <laughs> but what's cool, though, is, like, we, keep, we can keep going back to the fact that, like, even if, like, this person that I want to, like, rely on doesn't have what I yeah. need, like, mm. God does. Yeah. Like, God yeah. has every possession that, like, every need like he can fill, fulfill every every yeah. one of them like yeah. and it's funny how like we turn to people when we need something and like when we love people too like we almost are looking for that need like yeah. what can you give me um like what can this relationship be about to the point where like it fulfills me yeah. and it's not yeah. about fulfilling ourselves it's about fulfilling god's p- purpose and his right. plan yeah. f- to love people as they are yeah mm-hmm. um and only in doing that are we going to be fulfilled yeah exactly. like yeah. And I think that's so easily forgotten. Like, yeah. my relationship with you, like, you two in general is, like, it's not something I'm, like, I'm benefiting off of. Like, yeah. it's not something that's making well, me. Well, yeah, you hate us so much. <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> I'm really getting nothing out of this <laughs> Listen, listen. No, no, no. It's not, like, but that's, I said that wrong. I know. We get it. Well, no, no, no. It's not, but the thing, it is benefiting me, but it's yeah. not making me, like. It's not glorifying It's not glorifying me, exactly. right. At the end of the day, it's, like. The relationships I have with you are like they're so easy because it's not like oh what can you guys give me yeah. like like how can you fulfill the only me? thing you guys can give me is people on a podcast no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding 
Gotcha. Got you. Full circle. Full circle. Yeah, there's a camera over there. There's a camera over there. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, man. But it's like when we, like, the people we love, like, we don't have to, like, put expectations on them and, like, put, like, you know, like, you are here for this purpose. Like, yeah. no. Like, our purpose is together. Like, we're yeah. coinciding together mm-hmm. to, like, spread who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and to glorify God. Like, right. my, like, my friendship with you two is, like, so, like, one of the most God-centered things yeah. in my life. Like, it's, it just comes up so naturally. Like, Jesus, I feel like, is so present in so many of our conversations. And, like, the fact yeah. that that's easy is such a healthy and beautiful thing. And yeah. I just, like, love that. Yes. I mean, Jesus was the perfect example about how to love people that are, like, calibrated differently than us. I mean, Amen. He, you know, talked to the woman at the well. He, like, ate with the tax collectors yeah. in the Samaritan. He dealt with Simon Peter. Peter like, was wilded. Okay. Peter was probably an Enneagram 7, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll get I'm, into that later. We'll but <laughs> anyway, I mean, if anything, like, he knew the time and a place to love with a purpose, you mm-hmm. know? He, like, I mean, look at Matthew 28, Sermon on the Mount. Like, that was, that was loving with an agenda, but it was the time for it. When he had everyone yeah. over for dinner, mm-hmm. it's like... He wasn't loving trying to get them to believe something. It was loving just because he wanted to. He wasn't trying to change them. Exactly. Which kind of goes back into, like, how do we love people the right way? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like Mm. our goal is not to change people or to fix people. That's not our place. Right. Or to be their, like I said, like not to be their moral authority over them. We can't, we're their moral police. We we can't can't, be everyone's Holy Spirit. That's not our job. Yeah. Yeah. There was or something I, there was like a note Pinocchio. that I wrote down, and it's like when we stop trying to change people and simply love them, when we simply try to love them, they actually have a shot at transformation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like if we're just constantly getting on people's backs about like, hey, you're doing this wrong, or like, hey, like you're not loving people the way that you should, because then obviously, like if we're pointing a finger at them, like we have yeah. four fingers pointing back at us. Exactly. Yeah. There's um, a godly uh-huh. way to approach confrontation, but. W- if that other person isn't a believer, they aren't going to receive that the same way because that's right. not their truth. You know? Right. Yes, it's not their Amen. truth yet. And just to piggyback off of that, like, to love someone like Jesus does and, like, verbalize that you're doing that is really not going to be of that much help to a believer because they don't resonate with that and they don't understand that, at least yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like, I like in high school, I was in theater, and you don't, like there were not that many Christian kids in theater. And, like, mm-hmm. so, like, a lot of my closest friends weren't weren't believers. And right. so I would, like, talk about God to them, but it's it's foreign to them. It's something they see objectively because Christ isn't in their hearts. Like, yeah. I think growing up in the environment we did, it's so easy for Christ to be permeated in, like, every part of our being. But that's not that's not how other people grew up. And so, like, to talk to them as if that is how they grew up, Mm. isn't seeking to understand them well. Right. And so, like, I found myself really having to be watchful of that and be That's like, okay. That's us wanting to be understood. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, like, it's almost like projecting onto them yeah. in a way. And, I don't know, I, I was convicted a lot of that in high school. I'm like, okay, I need to really focus on how do I just love these people and encourage them and just, like, show them what I mean. Because they're not going to understand me just saying, like, yeah, like, I, can, I could talk for hours about how Jesus changed my life, and I would willingly do that. But, like, they're not going to understand that unless I show them. I mean... And showing them isn't always, isn't always shoving it down their throat, saying, this, is, what, this is how I've changed, this is how I've changed. I would changed. say that's it's never... Right. Showing them is never shoving, like, shoving that down their throats. Like, showing them the, is making wiser choices in righteousness when you can see that they are making choices that clearly go against God's will. But yeah. it might not be against their will because that isn't what they choose to follow right now. Right. I don't know. I mean, look at it from the reverse side of things, though. There's no, like, agnostic or atheistic person that's walking around, like, or at least that I've met, that's blaring what they believe, you know? I feel like, yeah, personally, on the outside looking in, it's so sad how many believers are the ones that are projecting their opinions in the most outlets that they can yeah. without it being asked for. Like, I really don't see that in any other place, which saddens me because, I mean, we should, loving is all about loving and quietness you know loving because you don't have to loving to not get attention on yourself but to provide for other people what they need yeah loving isn't a show like loving is something that you walk through loving like happens over time too exactly yeah um like i've i don't think i've ever read a verse like there's a verse in the bible that you know is 
um, go and spread the gospel or like, go out and preach to all nations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think, like, in regards to that, it's, like, go out and, like, stand on the corner of every street with a picket sign that says God loves you because not everybody's going to receive that mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. What people do receive is friendship. Exactly. And like genuine walk, relationships, walking beside people, like yeah. doing life together, listening, like mm-hmm. not trying to force, not trying to love them to get something out of them or to get them to be where you want them to be, but loving right. them regardless if they ever end up where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, I feel like every Christian's heart should be to eventually see everybody, like every knee will bow, every tongue will confess Absolutely. that Jesus is Lord, but mm-hmm. that's, we're not there yet. And our yeah. job isn't to go out and force it down their throat, but to love them regardless if they ever will. Right. Yeah. And I feel like so many people evangelize as if they're running out of time. Yeah. Which, as yeah. human beings, our bodies might be running out of time because we decay. It's a, an effect from the fall. But God's timing is perfect. Every right. knee will oh, bow amen. and every tongue will confess when God says it's time to. And you can look yeah. at scripture too. Like Jesus wasn't in a hurry to, to love people. Yeah. Like yeah. he was like peace. He was calm. Like, like he, like besides when he flipped a table, but like, yeah. but in, <laughs> re- in regards to like, you know, like there's a gentle spirit when we yes. like genuinely love people for who they are, as opposed to like who we want them to be. Yeah. Cause like, go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's like, it's like the Bible story with the centurion's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our pastors preached on this a few weeks ago, but he talked about like, they were on the way to save this guy's daughter who was literally dying. And Jesus took the time out of his day to like evangelize to this woman who had had like a chronic problem for like years. how many years? I forget how many 12. years. 12. 12. Yeah. And like the centurion was watching this and he's like, hey, yo, like my kid is dying. And Jesus is like, hey, like let, like, let me do my thing basically. And he right. took his time and delegated it to where it mattered and he dealt with the rest all in perfect timing and like yeah the girl died while jesus was doing this but then he went there and he just took her by the hand and said get right up yeah and she did his timing and mark 5 it literally translates to like little girl get up which i think that even like the words that jesus used is just so comforting because Mm -hmm. like you were saying like jesus loved with such a gentle spirit and you can see that in every way that he communicated towards people, which I think is just like a really beautiful picture. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, um, like, that's the thing too, is like the relationships that have, like, that are, or like the people who have relationships with Jesus that are like lasting and like, um, you know, genuine, real, are the ones that like were developed over time. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like a one time thing. And then all of a sudden, I mean, God can work in mysterious ways and like God can, you know, if you raise your hand at a church service, like, and you, you know, you say like, God, you know, say the three questions and like answer the three questions and like receive God in your heart. Like, like God can work in that too. But I think God is like the God of relationship. It's and, not our place to gel- to delegate how God can use people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's like, because then we're asking the question, like, are we the people who are saving people or is God the one who's saving, pe- exactly. who's right. saving people? Because if it's all about a system... Like God isn't God isn't in a box. Like he's not a system God. Yeah. Like he does things, you know, in controversially, recklessly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, <laughs> restlessly, restless, <laughs> steadfast love God. <laughs> oh, but that's the thing. It's like I don't think I've ever seen someone who like like got who received Jesus by someone going to their door and then. Like, because they don't know everything. Like, mm-hmm. it's walking beside them, showing them love. Because yeah. you can't show people love in 10 minutes yeah. and then never see that person again. Yeah. Right. More often than not, whether you are a believer, you've probably heard of a Bible and you've probably seen one, if you live in a first world country at least. I yeah. mean, yeah. within retrospect, everyone in the U.S. who, like, lives in, like, a middle class home has probably heard of what a Bible is. Yeah. But whether or not they've had the opportunity or someone has shown them to open that up and really pour into that scripture... The, that doesn't come with knocking on someone's door. Right. That comes with the friendship. That comes with, hey, let's get coffee. Hey, come on over for dinner. Building yeah. that relationship, getting to know who they are, learning how to love them as a person, mm. and then later learning to love them as a brother or sister in Christ. Right. Yeah. I think the goal in life isn't to, like, love them until they get it, yeah. but to love them regardless if they get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not about whether or not they get it. It's about loving them whether they accept him or not. Yeah. Right. Of course, our heart is not for them to go to hell, but that's not our job for them it's to decide where they go. Um, yeah. We can't save people. We can't. No. no. 
and I think like the beauty of that is in the meantime like in learning to understand people regardless of whether or not their minds will change like you learn so much about other perspectives like I like I have a lot of like unsaved friends still who I don't I don't know that they'll ever get saved and I pray they do one day I don't I don't know that but like one thing I'm thankful for is like they they have shown me another perspective that I could have never possibly begun to live through or understand because it's just not something I've ever had to go through right with their own circumstances you know and that's hard to like look at someone I care about so much and know hey like I don't know where they're gonna end up right but like I'm still so thankful that I've had the privilege to know them as a friend because they've shown me who they are and I've gotten to show them who I am and we've still come to love and respect each other regardless yeah Mm. and I think that's so hard like like I think faith should be something, I don't know, to a degree, our faith should be something that we're willing to die on a hill on, but we're, we shouldn't be so willing to die on a hill for our faith that we forget to love people in the process of doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like our faith should be a steadfast and steady thing, but it should never, it should never become a wall. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when they talk about the city on a hill, like, yeah, it's well protected, it's lit up, it's up there, but like... I believe the city on a hill is open. Exactly. You know? The gates aren't closed to the that gates city. Are, yeah. And a exactly. lot of people kind of view it as the city is on a hill and it's looking down on everybody. And yeah. it's just kind of projecting, oh, you're doing this wrong and you're doing this wrong. But the way it should be is that you're looking up at it. That mm-hmm. is an opportunity. Yeah. You know? The city on a hill is a lighthouse, not like... Not a jail. Not a prison. Not a jail, <laughs> not a pedestal. Yeah. Not, yeah. I don't know. Not from soapbox you can stand on, like exactly. Because like, how many of us like act like we are, we're on the high horse in regards to like people who don't get it? You yeah. Know? No. Like I, I'm convicted of that every day. Like yeah. you guys know, like pride is something I've struggled with, and I think like I think pride's something we all struggle with. Oh, <laughs> let's be real. That's yeah. why it's the most like convicting sin for me is that like there's no individual who isn't prideful at least a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, and that's hard, but there's also a. There's there's a there's a beauty to that in knowing we all struggle and knowing like every day is a new chance like God how are you gonna humble me today yeah, yeah. you know and right. like how and that's hard like when you're trying to like be the best example and best reflection of God you can be it's easy to be like oh I'm so cool because I'm like set like I'm being God's example I'm salt and light frick yeah but like it's like beautiful <laughs> eloquent John three sixteen. <laughs> Get out of here. Salt and light for I don't know. Like, <laughs> I love that verse. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I think, it, I think it's easy to do that, but I feel like right when you do that is like, it's, it's right when you miss a point. Like, we shouldn't be loving people and we shouldn't be setting examples and we shouldn't be reflecting God to be a shiny object. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Seriously, though. Um, I think this is a good kind of end transition, mm-hmm. but yeah. I do want to ask one question for all three of us. Yeah. And keep in mind, like, this is the question, like, I didn't, like, ask you guys to prepare. So it's whatever, like, based on this conversation, wherever your heart is yeah. saying. So yeah. like, no right or wrong answer or anything. Cool. But, like, what do you think is one way, especially, I mean, it's different because, like, a lot of Christians are not, you know, centered around, like, going to a Christian college, going to church every Sunday. Like, mm-hmm. um, like Peyton, for example, being in a worship band, going across, you know, the country doing yeah. things the Midwest. Doing yeah. 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 I wish it was the okay. country. Well, the yeah. the well, farthest I've been is Ohio. Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Exotic. <laughs> Cedar Point, baby. Oh, my gosh. Red Jungle Gyms, ever heard of it? Okay, anyway. <laughs> but not all of us are, like, centered around that. Like, some of us are in our Christian bubbles and some of us are not. Yeah. But regardless, like, we're all around people who don't know Mm-hmm. God don't know the truth, don't know the gospel, yeah. anything like that. Mm-hmm. I guess like the question is like, how can we, who know the truth, who know um, what God says about the world and uh, in regards to everything that we know scripturally, mm-hmm. how do we take what we know and still love that those people that don't know it? Like, mm-hmm. what is like your one thing? Mm-hmm. Like, only pick one because there's so many different avenues that we can take. But like, what's one? What's one way that like we can look like love? Actually, I'm just going to call this the challenge of the week, honestly. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> challenge of the week is how can we love people who who are not like us mm. and not love them to get them where we want them to be, but love them regardless of where they are. Yeah. 
I think that as a believer, I strive to be Christ-like every day. Um, and just the biggest like characteristic of Jesus, like while he was on earth, was just like loving with no boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. like loving mm-hmm. relentlessly because yeah. just literally just because yeah. like he had no rhyme or reason. And I think that I like I strive to be like that yeah. and I want to be Christ like and I want to love relentlessly. I want to love just because and at every season I might not be capable of that. But I think that that's like just been one like continuous part of like my prayer and like my walk with God is like mm. I want people to feel the love like not from me but through me yeah. like almost Ooh, as yeah. a vessel like I don't want them to feel Mia's love I want them to feel the love of Christ through Mia because yeah. Mia's love isn't always great right yeah. yeah my love you know it has restrictions it's human yeah right yeah what about Ooh. you Peyton you got one yeah I think one thing that jumps out to me and like one of one of the dearest ideas to my heart that like kind of took a long time for me to learn, but once I understood it, it became super valuable to me is just like three words. And that's like seeking to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think so easily we do get caught up in our own experiences and the things that we do know. But like when you actually take five seconds and you ask a person about their life and their story, like, I think so often we forget to do that. We just get caught up in, like, fun conversation, which is good. Like, I love to have fun, and I love mm-hmm. joking and laughing. But I think, like, as Christians, I think it's a very poignant thing to stop talking and listen for a few minutes. And that's mm-hmm. – and I will preach, like, to myself here because I literally don't ever shut up, okay? I don't. Pete, you took mine. <laughs> <It's gonna> be- <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry, Tanner. You can – you have a you'll have a completely different perspective on this, I'm sure. Like, sure, okay, but go like, ahead. Like it's the same, but like from different. Places. <laughs> like not really, but okay. Any, anyway, I'm really upset with you. No, I'm just <laughs> but like, the most poignant like friendships that I've had. I use that word a lot today. Um, what does that word even mean? Like not gonna like, lie. Like poignant. Stand, like standing out. Like oh, like something you can be like oh yeah, that's like that's different. Like something that just kind of sticks out to you. Unique. Yeah. yeah, like some of the most unique poignant. and most. <laughs> Thanks, Tanner. Yeah. Some of the most unique friendships I've had are the ones where I've taken the time to hear people's perspective. And, like, that's not always easy because it means sometimes they're not going to like the way that I live and they're not going to like the way I view things and I might not agree with the way they live. But, like, because I sat down and I heard their story, I understand them. Yeah. And it softens my heart towards them, right. which I think is... I don't know that's just super important to keep yeah. your heart soft for those who are different than you because that's hard, especially yeah. when you you'll see people sometimes not really understanding you and making like ignorant comments as we all do. Right. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just compassion. Like, yeah. That's the root don't of that. be ignorant. Like that's the biggest thing that like I have like found myself to just be very like I'm an Enneagram three, so I have a hard time connecting my heart and my head. Mm-hmm. Like my emotions are very like very distant from each other, like logic and reasoning versus like driven by emotion. It's very difficult to decipher those things for me. And because of that, I struggle with a lot of having empathy. Like I can find myself very unempathetic for people and it hurts people that are close to me. And so I feel like someone whose spiritual gift is just genuine compassion, like understanding comes along so much more with that. So like Mm -hmm. praise God for people like that. Yeah. Um, I would say mine is because Peyton took it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. No. Um, I think so many times, like, I want more so than not to be right. Ooh, and yeah. so to the point where, like, if people, like, don't – people who don't know uh, what I know are, like, no, I'm, I'm going to reword that because that sounded really arrogant. But, like, what – in retur- in regards to my relationship with Jesus, and if people don't understand that, I want more so if they don't understand what I understand, like I want to be right and I want to show them what's right yeah. and be like, oh, actually, like that's not what this word means. And like instead of doing that, like I just want to like listen, even yeah. if it's not what I agree with or because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're, we're, not, a call, we're not called to like agree with everyone yeah. on everything, but we're mm-hmm. called to love them and yeah. respect them and Amen. respect where they are. Yeah. Um, but like I think one of my things is like I just want to listen. And respect – God's design for their personality too. Yeah. yeah. Like God 
has them in the spiritual season that they're in for a reason. Right. And mm-hmm. they might not be like um like on the track to eternal security in heaven, but you know, that's not really at the end of the day our place to decide for them. Right. So yeah. We don't have to be the police to understand like Yeah. Hey, you're actually like you're actually not in line with what God thinks. Like because yeah. at the end of the day, like we all have a a screwed up mindset because mm-hmm. we're human and we're broken. We're fallen. Yeah. Yeah. But like my goal isn't to like correct them. Like I think that's my challenge of the week is like I don't want to correct people. Yeah. Like I want mm-hmm. to listen and I like what you said, I want to seek to understand and mm-hmm. like understand like why do you think that about God? Why like what's your or what's your you know, church background and like why do you think the way you do about this? Like yeah. I want more so to listen and ask questions than like point them to the answers mm-hmm. and try to fix them. Because mm-hmm. that's not what love is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. nobody has ever felt loved by telling them what to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to show them, hey, this is a better way to live. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, hey, thank you guys for, you know, coming on the show. Um yeah. for being Pleasure. here. Um I appreciate your guys' friendship so much. Like this is like mm-hmm. off the topic, kind of like <laughs> off the record thing, but like I'm going to keep it in there. But Yay. like, I appreciate you guys so much. Like, you guys have been such good friends in like hard seasons, good seasons, and stuff. And yeah. uh, you guys determined, or you guys, uh, like the word I would define you guys as, as like, like steadfast, like faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, steadfast, not reckless. <laughs> <laughs> Should I just explain that story real quick? <laughs> yeah, please do. Okay, no and, then, and then we're going to cut it off. But so. <laughs> First time I ever uh, led worship at, at my at my church, um, it was I was singing the song "Reckless Love" and we were introducing Corey it. Asbury, Corey song. Asbury, great song, controversial. Corey Raspberry. <laughs> Corey Raspberry. <laughs> Dude, I was I was taken off guard by that one. Holy cow! Okay, all right. So the song I don't know if you guys are familiar. It's by Corey Raspberry, and. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway i was like <laughs> give me a sec all right <laughs> oh dang it <laughs> shut up apple watch uh, i was scary. i was introducing we were introducing the song reckless love by Corey raspberry and we were and right before the head uh worship pastor lead worship pastor was like hey um <clears throat> we might have to change the word from reckless to steadfast so just a heads up and i'm like are you kidding me because you know like Reckless is such a controversial word, yeah. but, you know, reckless also means adventurous, you know, out of the ordinary, uh, yeah. which is exactly what God's love is. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but We're sorry, we're sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Oops. But I had to, but I didn't have to change the word, but it's just a running joke of calling yeah. reckless instead of, or calling it steadfast <laughs> instead of reckless. So yeah. oh, Corey Asbury, if you hear this, if you, one yeah. day I apologize. Corey Raspberry, we are so sorry. <laughs> we love you, man. We love you. We love your, you know, we're tearing down walls. <laughs> but anyways, I love you guys. Thank you for being love here. You sure thing.